Lecture topic: Cleaning the heart. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladhin as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'udu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahi al-Rahman al-Rahim. والذين تبوؤوا الدار والإيمان من قبلهم يحبون من هاجر إليهم ولا يجدون في صدورهم حاجة مما أوتوا ويؤثرون على أنفسهم ويؤثرون على أنفسهم ولو كان بهم خصاصة قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كل مخموم القلب صديق اللسان او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسبحان الله الكريم بعدس الناس ان الايات من القران الشريف many places Allah Ta'ala has very greatly praised the Muhajireen and the Ansar. Many, many places in the Qur'an Sharif where the Muhajireen and the Ansar have been praised in very high words. And now the Qur'an Sharif being the Qur'an Sharif, the Kalam of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala who is the knower of the hearts, People see us, people sometimes praise us, they praise us on what they think we may be, but what our reality is can be something very different. People out of their good thoughts, they think good of us, and therefore if somebody praises us, it's not for us to become very elated and blown up, rather it is that person's good akhlaq. It is his clean heart. It is his good thoughts that he is thinking good of a fellow Muslim. He is thinking positively of a fellow Muslim. And he is saying some positive things about him. That is his goodness. But to make that a basis to think good about ourselves, then that is falling into the deception of shaitan. So this is what happens in dunya that on the surface we look like sometimes very noble but the reality could be very different. People will see us, they praise us, they'll say many things about us but sometimes we are very very far away from that reality. But Allah Ta'ala is praising somebody, Allah Ta'ala is praising the Sahaba Ikram, Allah Ta'ala knows their inner recesses of their hearts. Allah Ta'ala knows everything about them. Their past, present and future also Allah Ta'ala knows. So Allah Ta'ala praises somebody and in the Quran Sharif, then there cannot be a shadow of doubt about such people being very, very great personalities. And this is an endorsement from the side of Allah Ta'ala that these personalities are maqbool, greatly accepted in the court of Allah Ta'ala people of very great standing and merit, and people who have passed in dunya and akhirat. 
So among the many places in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala praises these Sahaba Ikram, the Muhajireen and Ansar. And the Sahaba only in these two categories. So in any case, the Muhajireen and Ansar, Allah Ta'ala says regarding them in this particular ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited, where first Allah Ta'ala speaks about the Ansar. Now this is part of a discussion that the spoils of war and a particular category of that, Malul Fay, the war, the, the, whatever was acquired without even waging war, who is deserving of this? Now this is actually the discussion, but in that process Allah Ta'ala says that the people who are deserving of it, one group of such people are who? So they are the people وَالَّذِينَ تَبَوَّ اُدَّارَ وَالْإِيمَانَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ Who had made Medina Munawwarat their abode. And one is have made Medina Munawwarat their abode. They made Iman their abode. Now making a place one's abode, that is understood. Person makes a house, some place to live in, makes that his abode. But making Iman his abode, so like a person who is inside a home, inside a place of safety, a place that is very well protected, Allah Ta'ala is endorsing the Iman of these people, that they are so firmly entrenched and established in Iman, as if Iman itself has become their abode. They are completely covered in this Iman. Everything about them is directed and controlled by this Iman. So Allah Ta'ala is giving them a very, very great endorsement. وَالَّذِينَ تَبَوَّ اُدَّارَ وَالْإِيمَانَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ يُحِبُّونَ مَنْ هَاجَرَ إِلَيْهِمْ And one of the salient qualities and features of these people, now they are already in Madinah Munawwara, this is just a broad explanation of the aspect of this ayah, that they are already in Madinah Munawwara and they accepted Iman already, they are firmly established in Iman, and then came the Muhajireen. The Muhajireen who left behind everything, had to leave behind their wealth, leave behind their homes, leave behind their businesses, leave behind even sometimes their families, and they came to Madina Munawwara as Muhajireen. But these Ansar, Allah Ta'ala says regarding them, يُحِبُّونَ مَنْ هَاجَرَ إِلَيْهِمْ now, all this is talking about the hearts of the Muhajireen. Muhabbat is in the heart. There can be some kind of expression of Muhabbat externally that can be the reality also. It can be stemming out of what's in the heart. And it sometimes can be a pretense as well. But Allah is talking about something is in the depths of the heart. Allah knows what's in the heart. There was no pretense. There was no just some kind of uh, outward appearance of loving somebody and showing some muhabbat. Allah is saying, يُحِبُّونَ مَنْ هَاجَرَ إِلَيْهِمْ They genuinely had muhabbat and love for those who made hijrat and came to them. Now, often this is confined to that context. The muhajireen came to Madinah Munawwara, the Ansar, they went out of their way to accommodate them. But this hijrat is an ongoing thing. Many people make hijrat. One is hijrat where it is compulsory. That hijrat was in the time 
before the conquest of Makkah Mukarrama, Hijrat was compulsory for those who were in Makkah Mukarrama to come to Medina Munawara. That Hijrat is no more in that level unless such a situation crops up somewhere again. person can't even fulfill his fundamentals of deen, can't perform his salah, he can't give his azan, he can't fulfill the pillars of Islam. He is restricted from his deen. It can become compulsory for him to move from that place then. Take his deen and go somewhere where he can worship Allah ta'ala. But other than that, sometimes a person might be for some reason or the other, he left one place and went somewhere else. The spirit of the Ansar nevertheless has to be alive. That when somebody has come, he's a Muslim brother after all. So the spirit of the Ansar should accommodate him. And whatever is in one's capacity to do, to be able to help those who might have come from foreign lands, whatever might have brought them, that's part of our Imani spirit. That's part of the spirit that the Ansar left as a legacy for the Ummah. So Allah Ta'ala is speaking about these Ansar. يُحِبُّونَ مَنْ هَاجَرَ إِلَيْهِمْ وَلَا يَجِدُونَ فِي صُدُورِهِمْ حَاجَةً مِمَّا أُوتُوا when some wealth had come, Banu Nazir was conquered, and Nabi Karim now was going to be distributing this. So now the Muhajirin were down and out, they came with nothing. So Rasulullah asked the Ansar, that what is the, what do you have to say regarding this? I should give this wealth to the Muhajirin. And then they are currently living in your homes. We asked them to now take out this wealth now, then they can now make their own arrangements. And if you want them to be distributed between everybody, but then give them still an opportunity to remain in your homes. So the Ansar, the chiefs of the Ansar, and then everybody concurred. They said, no, what we think is the correct procedure is to give them all this wealth, and they must not even move out of our homes. They must remain here. Let them have all this, and we will continue to host them. They have nothing in their hearts as a need over that which the muhajirin have been given. And then, Allah says they give preference to others over themselves, even if they themselves are suffering poverty, whatever their condition might be, but they are prepared to give away, let alone the excess, give away their basic needs also to others to give them preference over themselves. Now the incidents of the Sahaba Ikram are numerous and we hear them over and over again. We should be listening to them over and over again. This is what inspires us to make some progress and to take some steps in that direction. Where we become, our hearts open out for others, we become good for others, we are not self-centered only thinking about ourselves all the time, but to broaden our horizons and to include others. The many, many incidents just to touch on it, just to refer to it, which we are well aware of, the incident of the water in the battlefield, one person is giving his life, then the next person, the third person, why? Because he's passing the water on to each one, he's offered the water, he says, no, give it to the next person, because he is needing third person. Each one gave his life but didn't have the chance and the opportunity to drink the water. 
the goat head went around to seven homes, came back. Why each one is giving preference to the next person? Now this jazbah and this spirit and zeal that the Sahaba Ikram left behind as a legacy, this is what Allah Ta'ala is mentioning in the Quran Sharif, the Sahabi who took the guest of Nabi Karim from home and had just enough for himself and his family and then they put the light off and they all are just pretending to eat so that they can fill the guest. Nobody had anything to eat. Even the children were put to sleep without food. Allah Ta'ala praised this. Some Mufassirin explained that this ayat came down on this occasion. وَيُؤْسِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ خَصَاصًا And then for the Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَيُّقَ شُحَّ نَفْسِي That the one who has been saved from the greed of his heart, شُح One is miserliness. شُح is something beyond that. That greed which makes a person hold back also and he wants what others have as well. So in order to just round up make that million to round it off, he might slack somebody's slice as well. Because now he's got a target to make. He has to live up with others. So now to round it off and make the target, if somebody else's slice has to go away, it's fine. Allah says, the one whose heart has been saved from that greed, he is the successful one. Now this greed is among the very, very detrimental maladies of the heart, something very destructive, extremely harmful. We often just confine greed to just one or two things, maybe greed for wealth, or greed for one or two things, but this, this goes across the board. When a person is not content, then this greed sets in. And when this greed sets in, then it just knows no limits. Greed, when a person gets caught up in the sins of the lust, it stems out of greed. Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with a halal wife, but he's got no contentment. That greed for haram then starts. Now one thing leads to another. Starts off with that greed in just looking at haram. But he's been stemming out of that greed for something what is not permissible for him also. And then from one thing to the next, and where he finishes off. If he had that sabr, he had that contentment, He'll be safe from Allah. Is saying, The one who is saved from the greed of his self, of his nafs, he'll succeed. And if he gets caught up in this greed, then Allah forbid shaitan, he'll become a toy of shaitan. It's that greed that makes a person now buy things that he can't even afford. Just luxuries. Do things that is not within his capacity and budget. But because everybody is doing something, I got to do it. Now from where? Borrow money. Borrow how? That's another whole chapter. Allah forbid sometimes borrowing on interest. Which is directly attracting the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. The lanat of Allah Ta'ala. So this all stems out of the greed. Now there's a, an occasion, there's some nikah, wedding. So now it has to be done in a certain way. What? This is the greed for fame. That's a greed. So now it has to be done in that style. He can't even, even if he can afford it, there's so much of wastage in it. That too now takes away the barakat out of that nikah and so many difficulties that come as a result of it and sometimes can't even afford it too. But what, where the stemmed out of? 
that greed for some kind of name and fame. People will say, what a style the person did it in. Stemming out of greed. One who saved from the greed of this nafs, then he is truly protected, he is saved. So in any case, this is the ayat regarding the Ansar. Then Allah Ta'ala goes on to the Muhajireen. وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ Those who came after them. They were already in Madinah Munawwara. And then came the Muhajireen. Now the Muhajireen came, they came empty-handed. They came down and out. The Ansar accommodated them. Ansar opened out their homes to them. Opened out their hearts to them. So how did they respond? So Allah Ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ How they responded? They responded with dua. Genuine, wholehearted dua. Sincere dua. For us, dua has become a routine. Somebody does some favor to us. We'll give him dua. We'll say, Jazakallah. But just from the top, from our tongue, indeed we have to say, Jazakallah. But from the depth of the heart, from deep down, genuinely making dua, and then apart from that dua that the person should be given, because that's his haq, apart from that making dua in our quiet moments also for him, in our private moments also making dua for him. So now Allah Ta'ala speaks about the muhajireen, their salient quality, يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ They make dua for their fellow Muslims. Ya Allah, forgive us and forgive our brethren who have passed before us with Iman. Dua for all the believers. This is something that we lack. To make dua for everyone. And dua has a very great effect on the heart. And when a person has some issue with somebody, then he should take his name and make dua. Because a very important aspect is the cleaning of the heart. That comes just now. So in any case, this dua, they make dua for everyone. Allah is praising this. This was the quality of the Anbiya That they made dua for the entire ummah, for all the believers. رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Making dua for the entire believing ummah. So to make dua for everyone. In the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned, when a person makes dua for all the believers, for every individual, Allah will grant him one reward. So now he made dua, اللَّهُمَ اغْفِرْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَالْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ all the believing men and women, how many? And Al-Ahya'i min humul amwat, we lost count. So now presently they'll say one point some billion. But now if you add the living and those who have passed away, who got count of that? Allah Ta'ala's grace is unlimited. Allah's treasures are unlimited. On every mu'min he'll get rewarded with one reward. So in any case, this dua they make, and further dua what they make, وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلَّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Ya Allah, don't allow any malice to keep into our hearts for the believers. Asking Allah Ta'ala for a clean heart. 
Allah is praising them on this very, very great quality of theirs. Teaching us that, look, you should have a clean heart and also make dua for this. Allah, you grant me a heart that is completely clean towards everybody. One tabi'i, Abu Bushair, rahimahullah, somebody asked him, to tell us about the people before. Meaning, the sahabai kiram, he's a tabi'i, so one of his students, they tell us something about the people before. So he said, they used to do a little and gain tremendous reward. Now, their little is more than our very great amount. Doesn't mean they did little, meaning even for every little, little they did. But that little also attracted tremendously great rewards. They asked him, how come? Do little and get a lot of reward? They said, لِأَجْلِ سَلَامَةِ قُلُوبِهِمْ Because their hearts were totally clean. So a clean heart will be clean from everything. It will be clean from pride, it will be clean from riya, it will be clean from all the other maladies of the heart, it will be clean of malice, it will be clean of jealousy. So now the cleanliness of the heart is on what this multiplied rewards came. That even the little action too brought in great amount of good, de- good deeds and rewards. لِأَجْلِ سَلَامَةِ قُلُوبِهِمْ Allah is saying this is the quality of these people. That they are making dua, the dua, part of this dua is وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلًّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Allah don't allow any malice to be in our hearts for the believers. In one hadith sharif it is mentioned, Nabi Kareem Salaam was asked that who is afdalun nas? The most virtuous of all people. Most virtuous. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu said two things about the people. That who will qualify for this? Mahmoomul Qalb Sadoqul Lisan. Who's Afdalul Nas? People who have these two qualities in them. So now two things were mentioned Mahmoomul Qalb and Sadoqul Lisan. So the Sahabai Kiram responded and said Sadoqul Lisan meaning he's truthful in his speech. This we understand. We understood this, what this means. That a person now is genuinely truthful in his speech. There's no lying, no deceiving. He doesn't say things which are out of the line of Sidq. Sidq doesn't only confine itself to speaking the truth and not lying. Anything that is part of false speech. It's all again Sadduqul Lisan. Swearing, for example, is not necessarily uh, saying some lie. But that too is again Sidqul Lisan. And likewise, whatever other wrongs and evils of the tongue. Sadduqul lisan, we understand. What is this makhmoomul qalb? A makhmoom, the word makhmoom comes from kham. Kham al-bayt. Which means that a person swept the house. Kham al-bayt. So literally translated, makhmoomul qalb. His heart has been swept. So the any case asked, who is this makhmoomul qalb? So Nabi Akareem replied and said, At-taqiyun naqi That heart which is pious, has taqwa in it, and clean. La isma fihi wa la baghi wa la ghilla wa la hasad That heart which is completely clean, there is no effect of sin on that heart. And there is no effect of zulm on that heart. 
In other words, the person is, didn't say that he can never ever commit a sin, but he's sweeping it clean all the time. All the time sweeping it clean. Allah forbid if he's slipped up somewhere, he's making amends immediately. And he's all the time cleaning it out of any kind of malice, any kind of jealousy. This is mahmoomul qalb. Now subhanallah, the choice of words. When a person sweeps the house, does it mean he swept it? So now for six months you don't have to sweep it again. Sometimes he swept it in the morning and that's probably the standard. He sweep it in the morning, he has to sweep it in the evening also. Meaning it's an ongoing thing. It doesn't finish off. So there's mujahada involved in it. It doesn't stop. The son of Abdurrahman bin Auf, Talha bin Abdurrahman bin Auf. So one day his wife said to him that your people are really very treacherous. They betrayed you. She said, what do you mean they betrayed me? It is when you were in good times, you had all these people around you, all these friends and all these people hanging around you. And now that you are not in the same position anymore, you don't have that amount of wealth anymore, now everybody just deserted you, all gone. What kind of people these are? So he spontaneously responded and he said, no, this is their good akhlaq. Their good akhlaq? He says, yes, this is good, their good akhlaq. That when we were in the position that we could do something, they came and gave us the opportunity of making the ikram. And now that we are not in that position, they are saving us the embarrassment of not being able to do them anything. Now whereas, that was a very bad thing for those, it's obvious that was a bad thing for people to have done what they did. When somebody was in good times and they were around, in bad times they deserted him. But he turned it around. He turned it around and he made their evil deed into a good one. And he made their poor akhlaq into something that was positive. He turned everything around out of his goodness of his heart. Now, this was sweeping it. There was now one, one waswasa came in. His wife said something. Now, shaitan is going to use that to now put one waswasa inside. And now that will start running. And that when it starts running, Allah forbid, way it will stop. And when that waswasa takes over, then the heart, heart becomes totally engulfed in that dirt. And then when the heart gets engulfed in that dirt, then the heart is king, everything else starts following suit. Then the tongue also will start talking in a similar fashion. And then Allah forbid what not might happen, his hands and feet will start walking and talking in that manner. Meaning he'll start doing something, start hurting somebody, what not he might do. So he immediately swept it. Mahmoomul qalb. This was a practical demonstration of this Hadith Sharif. That he immediately swept it away. I can't afford to keep this in my heart. I need to meet Allah Ta'ala in a condition that my heart is clean and clear. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Allah Ta'ala says on that day, on the day of Qiyamah, when nothing will be of any avail, nobody's wealth will be of any avail to him. Nobody's progeny and offspring and children will be of any avail to him. What will be of avail to a person is Illa man atallaha biqalbin salim. The one who's come to Allah Ta'ala with a pure heart. Heart pure from kufr, from shirk, from riya, from pride, from malice. So these are things which this heart has to be purified from. 
and having this heart pure from all these things, this is a sifat and an attribute of a jannati. This is a person of jannah walking on earth. And the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala mentions about the jannatis that he'll not enter jannat until وَنَزَعْنَا مَا فِي صُدُورِهِمْ مِنْ غِلِّمْ إِخْوَانًا عَلَى سُرُورٍ مُتَقَابِلِينَ Allah Ta'ala says in jannat, the jannatis, they'll be sitting, reclining on these couches, completely brothers of each other. But when? First Allah says, وَنَزَعْنَا مَا فِي صُدُورِهِمْ مِنْ غِلِّمْ Now, what happened in dunya happened, but when they come, Allah says, first thing we'll remove and clean out and take out every bit of all the ghil and the malice and whatever else was in the heart, because this cannot go into jannat. This is not, jannat cannot accommodate it. So now the person who wants a heart that is linked to jannat, it's a clean heart. And that heart doesn't just stay clean by the press of the body, it has to be swept. That sweeping happens all the time. That sweeping happens morning, evening, it happens sometimes several times a day also. The sweeping carries on. Not even that we swept today, that we'll have to sweep, won't have to sweep tomorrow. We swept today, we'll have to keep sweeping today also. Subhanallah, this is the mojiza of kalam and nubuwad. Subhanallah, what a choice of word. Mahmoomul qalb. This is what Nabi Karim is saying, the most the most virtuous of all people. That he keeps heart clean. Allah loves this. Dunya is dunya. And these things carry on in dunya. But this is the person who is truly connected to Allah. Who will get closer to Allah. Ta'ala, by cleaning his heart. And as far as people are concerned, often sometimes all these things, but, but this person, what he will think about me, and what that person will say about me, these things will never finish. One very great alim, Sheikh Santawi, rahimahullah, he said a ajeeb thing. He says people, people have all different kinds of views about one. He says there will be those who, there will be people who uh, don't know us at all. We are just unknown to them. So to them, if somebody is unknown, meaning we are unknown to somebody, so to that person, you are just an ordinary person. Because he doesn't know you. He has no idea who you are, where you come from, anything, nothing. So he's just another ordinary person. And then there are those who have some hasad in the heart for somebody. Then they will always think about the person as, this person is in a great deception. He is lost. Now because there's some dirt in the heart, so now they'll think about him in that manner. Then there are those who have some idea about the person... They say, no, this person is a genius. And then there are those who, they love the person, they say, there's no person better than this person on earth. And there are those who have some malice in their hearts for the person, they say, there's no worse person than him on earth. So now there's all these different views of people. So there's never going to be a time when you're going to be able to please everybody or impress everyone. That's never going to happen. So now something that's never going to happen we are chasing after that. And what we should never lose out on, and that is earning the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, that we forget about. What we should be forgetting about, we are chasing after it, because that's, and to start off with, that's never going to happen. And, and if we impress some people, 
and a few people started saying some good things about us, is that going to really enhance our worth in some way? Let alone in Akhirat, even in dunya. And if a person now, everybody started praising him, so his balance went, he went to see now, maybe all the praises of people just came out like in the form of EFTs, maybe his account went up or something. His balance went higher. Or maybe now he's walking a few inches taller perhaps. Something or the other might have... Or maybe his health suddenly came away better. No, sometimes it might be now that he hears so many praises, now suddenly sugar shot up. Now that became a problem. Because now he got carried away with those praises. So now he got too sweet. So the point is that all this doesn't change anything. Yes, somebody said some good words. That too is Allah Ta'ala's na'mad. Allah's na'mad that Allah Ta'ala covered our faults. And Allah Ta'ala hid the faults that we have within us from others. So now they have some good words to say about us. So that's a na'mad. A na'mad on this note that Allah Ta'ala covered our faults. Allah Ta'ala hid our faults from others. This too is part of the tafsir of Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana. Fana'un nas. But that doesn't add anything to our worth. If a person is not good, people's praise is not going to make him good. And if he's not bad, then people's criticism is not going to make him bad. So what's the point in now making that the basis of things in our life? That what we do and how we react and what we don't do, based on people's comments, people's praises, people's criticism. What is of need is to be concerned, is Allah pleased? May Allah happy? May Allah Ta'ala is happy? Then what does it matter? What, what else happens? That is the ultimate. وَرِضْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ The pleasure of Allah Ta'ala is the ultimate. So that is what we have to be focusing on. That is what we have to be aspiring for. That is what we have to be working for. Allah Ta'ala must become pleased. So this is what Allah is speaking about in the Quran Sharif regarding the Sahaba Ikram. That they had this concern. Ya Allah, keep our hearts clean for us. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا ذِلَّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Allah, don't allow any malice to come in our hearts for the believers. So the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala revealed the Qur'an Sharif for our hidayat. All what is mentioned about the sahaba Ikram is so that we follow in their footsteps. We also take the same path. The legacy that they left behind, we take it on. And we leave this legacy for those after us. Otherwise, what legacy are we going to leave? If suddenly today our time is up, we don't see tomorrow. So now till now what life we left and how we conducted ourselves, whether at home, whether with people around us, whether in our businesses, whether in our workplaces, how we conducted ourselves, what kind of legacy we're going to leave behind and what kind of memories we'll leave behind in the hearts of people. This person, well, okay, Allah Ta'ala forgive him, hey, but I caught a lot of swearing from him, man. Is that the kind of impression one you leave behind? That now, and one is now a Muslim might say it, but a non-Muslim, some person now we employed, or some person we had some interaction with, person didn't even have Iman, and that's the last impression he had of a Muslim. Now he heard somewhere this person passed away, and that's now flashing through his mind. What what he told me? What kind of languages he used on me? What kind of curses he heaped on me? Or sometimes that wife is thinking now, what, what, she'll cry over it too. But at the same time she's thinking about what not, how things passed, and how those days cut past. And what was, 
I subjected to, and what kind of treatment I was given, and what kind of things happened. That's not the legacy we want to leave behind. For the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, Allah must be pleased. To treat people in a way that Allah is pleased. That is akhlaq. Akhlaq is to deal with the makhluk in a way that khalik becomes happy. That is reality of akhlaq. So that is the motivation. That is true akhlaq. With sincerity, that is the motivation now. That the person is being dealt with in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes happy. That is akhlaq. So Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us tawfiq that we keep our hearts forever clean. We imbibe these lessons that the Sahaba Ikram left behind for us and we connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala keep us with Iman, take us with Iman, raise us on the Qiyamah with Iman. Wa'akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. for a few minutes and go on. Allah, 
يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا غلبنا أنفسنا غلبنا أنفسنا غلبنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا واخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت إله العالمين يا الله Most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله Forgive us يا الله Forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله يا الله make us like the day we were born يا الله إله العالمين Cleanse us from every sin يا الله Cleanse our hearts out يا الله إله العالمين يا الله Full our hearts with your محبت يا الله Full our hearts with your love يا الله Full our hearts with the love of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and full our hearts with the love of deen, Ya Allah, with the love of the amal of deen, Ya Allah, with the love of the efforts of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, accept us in our progeny, in our qiyamah, for the khidmat of deen, with ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, forgive the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, forgive the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all what is happening throughout the world is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Our wrong actions, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive one and all, Ya Allah. Grant us in the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat, ya Allah. Save us in the entire ummah from such actions that bring down azab, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on deen, ya Allah. Allah, save us in the entire ummah from all the fitna and fasad, ya Allah. Allah, protect the iman of every mu'min, ya Allah. Protect the life, wealth and honor of every mu'min, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, protect the amal of every mu'min, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Save us from all the evils, ya Allah. Allah, those who are bent on trying to harm Islam and the Muslims, ya Allah. Allah, give them hidayat as well, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, if hidayat is not decreased for them, Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allahumma khudhum akhda azizim muqtadir. Allahumma zalzilhum. Allahumma khudhum akhda azizim muqtadir. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Make them a lesson for people since qiyamah, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, you guide us to your pleasure, ya Allah. Save us from everything that is displeasing to you, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform our five-time salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Enable us to recite the Qur'an Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to be forever in your remembrance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from ghaflat, Ya Allah. Remove the ghaflat from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, put the figure of deen in our hearts, Ya Allah. Put the figure of akhirat in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the maqsad of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Make akhirat our maqsad and objective, Ya Allah. Ilahul 
العالمين لله لا يجوزس فد خدمت اوف دين لو لاس بريتي الله ود اخلاص انعافيتي الله اله العالمين الله اوز وسكيب دم شفاء كاملا عاجلا مستمرا دائما and remove every trace of the ailments yallah ilahul alamin yallah allah those in any kind of difficulties and hardships remove it with afiyat yallah those in financial problems remove it with afiyat yallah grant barakah to each one yallah fully each one's risk with barakah yallah grant abundant halal and tayyib risk full with barakah yallah ilahul alamin yallah allah whatever difficulties and hardships anybody is experiencing yallah grant afiyat yallah allah grant us afiyat in our deen yallah grant afiyat in dunya yallah grant us afiyat in our qabr yallah grant us afiyat of the day of qiyamah yallah allah with afiyat take us to jannatul firdaus yallah allah without any hisab kitab yallah ilahul alamin yallah all those who have raised their hands to this dua Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's dies needs, Ya Allah. And all who asked us to make dua for them as well, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen. Save each one from all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant each one every khair and barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All that we have asked for, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, bless us with it, Ya Allah. What we should have been asking for and did not ask, Ya Allah. Grant us that as well, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله